All right. Ooh, listen, I am so excited about my show today. And one of the reasons I'm excited about it is because the story that you're going to hear, the journey that we're going to hear about today is a journey about belief in yourself, about when you discover your passion, when you find that thing that, you know, like I like to say, where you can see the fingerprint of God in your life. When you find that thing, what does that mean for you? And how can that manifest? And more importantly, what does that do for you in terms of how you view the world and the contributions that you could make? And so I'm really excited about that today. So, yeah, I I I think it's going to be a really, I think it's going to be a really dope show. But you know what? Before we get fully into that, first of all, I hope y'all digging my music. I put a little music behind this segment. I didn't do that before. So that's a new feature. And let me tell you, as things go on, as things progress, you'll start to see little tweaks and little changes that I make throughout uh, throughout the show. All right? So I'm excited about it. And uh, I am ready to roll. But before we really go any further, I have a question for you. And that question is, did you know that over 75% of people judge a company's legitimacy solely based on its aesthetic appearance? And I'm literally talking about the way things look. And that's why I'm excited to introduce to you our sponsor, Thing Hat Thing, that's T-H-T. They specialize in design, web development, and marketing, partnering with small and medium-sized businesses to make sure that they have a stunning digital presence. At THT, see, they believe that digital marketing and all of its components should be easy and effective. In other words, their job is to make you look good so you can focus on what you do best. And hopefully that's running your business. So if you are ready to take your business image to the next level, make certain that you contact Thing Hat Thing at their website. That's THT creative.com that's t-h-t creative.com and it's almost like the old editor said if you look good you feel good and if you feel good you can do good so let's make that happen all right check out t-h-t creative and i am so thankful that not only are they the sponsor this time but they're my very first sponsor these people believe in us all right so check them out they do fantastic work and so now Let's get on with the business of today. I am so excited for this show. Believing in yourself. We're talking about big passion leading to big purpose. Let's go. This is about the journey. Your journey. What's your purpose? Hey, beautiful people. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the My Big Full Authentic Life Podcast. I am your host, Lamondre, and I certainly do appreciate you for being with me today. Again, I'm super excited about this show. So my guest today is a photojournalist. Um, he, he's a guy who, well, just let me tell you how we met. A few months ago, there was a story um, that I was a part of, and I spoke to the reporter, and she said, we're going to send a photographer by to get some shots of you working, and this guy showed up. And here's what's what's great about it. He came and he did his job, and he did his job beautifully. But while he was doing his job, we had a conversation. We had a connection. And I really felt like, I didn't feel like I was was meeting a, a guy who was there to do a job, but I felt like I was introduced to a long lost brother. And I mean that sincerely. When you hear his story, when you hear his passion, when you hear his love for what he does and how his perspective is different than a lot of people I know who who choose these kinds of careers, I think that you'd be inspired as well. He is a native of Ohio, so he said that you know, being a native of Ohio, he loves everything that is that is uh, he loves everything. That is linked to Ohio. So we're talking about, you know, from 
from from what is it, the Buckeyes to 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 the Browns to you know all, all that kind of stuff. And uh, he is a, a, a devout husband and really committed to his craft. I want to welcome John A. Carlos the second. My brother, my brother, what's going on? Uh, it's going great. <laughs> it's going great. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm so glad that you're here. I, I really am glad that you're here, and I'm I'm excited to have you. Uh, on the show. I told you before, the reason that I really wanted you on the show was because of your perspective and 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 the story um, that you have about your life. So what we're going to do is we're going to kind of start from the beginning, okay? So I want to I wanna kind of just, since, since you're a storyteller, you're a storyteller with, with the camera, yeah. we're going to start with the story. Let's set the scenario, okay? So tell me about your upbringing. Tell me about Growing up in Ohio uh, with your family and 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 how that how that got you to the 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 place where creativity was important to you. Well, um, well, like you said, I grew up in Ohio, Columbus, um, and my dad um, helped me, and my mom helped me to. Uh, cultivate my uh, creativity by enrolling me into classes, uh, encouraging me to draw, uh, spending long nights outside <laughs> and come home when the, uh, the street lights come on sort of thing. Uh, right. So, so like, yeah, my, my parents were great. My, my sister's great. Everybody, um, I was always the creative kid in class, maybe not the best student, but um, <laughs> I was always the the one person. If you had a project, hey, let's team up with John. At least he'll do the art. <laughs> so. Right, right. And you know, that's usually how it is when you're creative. You may not be the best student, but you're certainly creative uh, in that regard, and everybody links up that. So it was just you and your sister? Yeah, uh, just two... two uh, two kids my parents had and uh so like i spent most of my um uh like elementary school era uh in ohio and then uh for high school we moved out to iowa so from ohio from ohio to iowa that was a culture shock <laughs> what is it why so yeah, I, I lived in cities in Ohio when I moved to the farmland of uh, Iowa. Uh, not a big city at all. Right. So, how was that adjustment for you in terms of in terms of how you saw things and 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 what that meant in terms of your exposure to different environments? I mean, Ohio was definitely the uh, where where I started to to really love like art and uh creating um so so i'd be remiss if i i because i'm about to say something really nice about iowa i have to also uh say something nice about my ohio teachers too right um but without iowa i wouldn't be probably where i am um the teachers were fantastic out in iowa um from from my art teachers but both uh which is funny because uh it was a husband and a wife team that uh the the city employed or the the school district employed mm -hmm. um the miners uh Nita Myers, I, I think i'm saying that right um it's been a long time <laughs> I'm old. Right. um they um the the wife taught uh, like middle school, elementary school era uh, age kids, and the husband taught at the high school. Um, mm -hmm. And he he was forward thinking, innovative. Uh, he he started a TV station for the uh, the school. Um, I like to say that I had something to do with it. I didn't. Might as well <laughs> I say. wasn't even a part of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> definitely wasn't a part of it but uh i took all the art classes and uh history classes so i i liked history i liked art um so i like documenting 
things from early on, I think. Um, right. Didn't really do much of that in college, uh, high school, but um, started doing more of that in college. So when you were in high school, though, you're, 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 you were, or, or as you were growing up, it was just all kinds of arts? Or was it visual arts? Was it music? What was it? I mean, I drew, I painted. Uh, at one time, I wanted to be a graphic designer. Um, but that was where I first picked up a camera to create art. I mean, I had, I've had i had a camera since I was six years old, if I'm being snarky. Mm-hmm. But um, um, I picked up my first camera for a creativity um, aspect in high school and that we had a dark room in our high school at Webster city. Um, so go links. So that was, so, th- so that was the first time you picked up a camera. Well, not picked up a camera, but the first time you picked up a camera was when you were six years old. Yeah. It, it was, so, so we did a cross country trip and, um, I, I went to the local, um, like a local garage sale and uh picked up actually i have the camera do you uh, yeah i got the camera um it wasn't this one per se but it, it was exactly this model right here what is that um it is a instamatic 104 it takes a uh 126 uh cartridge uh, i think uh, Oh, <laughs> um, so so I bought this and we uh, we we took it to the Grand Canyon. Um, my my dad says that I I didn't care about the Grand Canyon, the painted desert. I just wanted to get to Disneyland, and honestly, I'm a kid, so I probably did just want to get to Disneyland. But um, what I noticed is when I got home, I had all these great pictures of things that I had seen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's only now in my uh, adult life that I uh, I see the value in that. Um, but I right. guess there was like a little nugget maybe created uh, by um, seeing those images, and so I have you, them to this day. So yeah, I was gonna say since, they're around here somewhere. <laughs> I was just about to ask: Do do you still have those images today? And so, I, so I don't have them scanned or anything, but um, if I rummaged around, I could probably find uh, some of those images. Right. And you said uh, it wasn't until later that you, you know, into your adulthood that you really discovered the value of that to you. So now looking back on that, what does that value mean? What does that mean for you? means I have a tangible um, link to my childhood i I don't i i don't have the greatest memory per se um like i don't remember things uh like my dad can tell you where he was when kennedy was shot and like i guess i can do that with 9 11 but like i don't remember i don't remember a lot of details in in my memories i mean i remember feelings and uh remember um how I felt, stuff like that. But I I don't recall like super uh, rich details. And uh, I can pull up those photos and like, I knew I had a goofy ass. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) I had a goofy hat. I was standing here. uh, So if I ever do go back out to the West Coast, uh, Disneyland, um, I'll, I'll, remember that i stood at that spot uh, yeah when i was uh six years old or what whatnot with my uh my friends i see and that's pretty amazing man because one of the things that i that i often say um is you know you you you'll always find what you need in order to not only survive but thrive and i believe that you just say well i don't have a super detailed memory but you take super detailed you capture super detailed memories and that is i think the uh the, the beautiful part is uh, of it and what it does is it allows it allows your mind to reconstruct that scene with the feelings and the smells and the sentiments and the emotion because they have this image that you captured in detail in front of them Absolutely. so that's a 
That's a very, very powerful thing. So fast forward a little bit. You got the camera when you were six. When did it become a passion for you? When did you realize there was something special about this camera in my hand? Like I said, high school. Um, I, I took all these painting and uh, drawing and graphic design classes, uh, but I kept picking up a camera. Um, at that time, I probably would say because it was easier to get what I saw onto a piece of paper. Um, but that's not what it was. It, it, there was there was an understanding with a camera versus like a paintbrush. I, I could paint. I show you paintings, um, but I I got one over there. Um, <laughs> Uh, I wasn't the greatest painter, but I mean, if I would have kept at it, I could have been a good painter. If if I wanted to be a, a drawer, I could have been a drawer. If I wanted to be a graphic designer, I could have been a graphic designer. Um, right. Uh, I'm not saying that to brag, but like anything creative that I wanted to do, if I put my mind to it, I could have done it. Yeah. Um, it, pe people want to say that's talent. It, uh no it's hard work like nobody has like a, a abundance of talent it's they work for it they work at it mm -hmm. um everybody starts off drawing stick figures right and they evolve uh, mm -hmm. just like we evolved uh, uh our abilities evolve and you have to work at them if you want to get good at them so. Yeah, but see, but but I think that there's a difference, though. I think that there's somewhat of a difference, and I do agree with that. That you know, yeah, you you can develop and 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 develop skills and and really get proficient at certain things. And typically, we do get passionate about the things that we develop a proficiency in. But the way that you described to me, um, when you really took on the camera that it was something that developed a confidence and a belief in you. And what I mean by that, one of the things we talked about was that you believed and you knew that you could do something special for yourself with that camera when others didn't. Let's go into that a little bit. Let's explain that a bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, like I said, I wasn't very good in school. Um, I, I made okay grades. Um, in Ohio, I I basically got sent to like the bad kid school, um, and had to work my way back to regular school, and got diagnosed with ADD, uh, had a learning disability. I guess I don't think I did, but uh, okay, they say I did, so <laughs> I guess I did. Um, and the move to Ohio, uh, Iowa changed all that like i had teachers that believed in me i didn't have a past um i got a, a fresh start like i wasn't the bad kid anymore right uh, I, I still had special help because i had add and all that um but i didn't take all that i i, I was one of the few kids in that program that like still took pretty much all my tests in like the regular classroom. And mm -hmm. when I needed help, I got the help because like it was there. So why not take it? That, that would have really been stupid if I didn't take the help that they were offering just because I wanted to appear normal. Right. Um, Whatever that is. Yeah. Um, and I, I had, I, I still got in trouble in Iowa and like, the assistant principal forget his name he, he he didn't really believe in me and uh said said something to my father um that uh you'll be lucky if he's flipping burgers like mm. something off-putting like that uh i i can't speak it verbatim but my dad told me about it right um and I mean, I've I've always had the chip on my shoulder that well, you don't think I can graduate from college? Well, I'll show you. Right, watch uh, me. Yeah. You don't think I can graduate from high school? Well, I'll show you. Um, yeah. 
in Ohio, I think they were writing me off that I wouldn't even graduate from high school. So mm. the the move came at the right time. So if you want to say that there's a hand out there that guides us, uh, maybe I, I don't necessarily believe in that. Um, my dad moved because he was making more money when we moved. Right. So, like, it, it it was serendipity that it happened when it did, but like yeah, I probably no, I, still would have graduated from high school. <laughs> yeah, no, listen, listen, and, and and I fully get that. However, it happened, it happened, and it worked out for yeah. you. It aligned uh, for you, and I think that that is that is a wonderful thing. So when you heard when when you heard that, were you aware at that time that that was said about you that 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 your your assistant principal made those comments about what your future looked like? I think I found out uh, after uh, college graduation. After um, you graduated. So your father yeah. held on to that that whole time. From USC. Go ahead. Go ahead. The University of South uh, Carolina. That That's the one he's talking about. Go Gamecocks. The USC. Uh, <laughs> okay. I have a Gamecock flag. I, I, I know that there's an Ohio State flag behind me, but there's a lot of Gamecock stuff in this room, too. Okay, we just don't um, have it in camera. We don't have it in the shot, man. I don't believe you. No, it's actually behind the camera. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, it's the stuff but, that I mean, feeds your soul. I mean, I have to look at it. I got, I got uh, tickets everywhere, too, for, uh, like, uh, care. Carolina the games, games. Uh, okay. Yeah, that they they line the the frames that I have up. Uh, I put every game that I've been to around the edge of the frame. So All right, that's fantastic. <laughs> so you're Gamecock through and through. That is yeah. fantastic, and it's interesting. And we won that game. <laughs> that one, huh? You won that one. That's good. Yeah, but I mean, when you win that one, uh, oh yeah, that's a real right. one. That's the for those of you yeah. who don't know. The University of South Carolina Gamecocks and the Clemson Tigers, they are an in-state rivalry that goes real deep and it cuts really deep. I mean, marriages have ended and wars have started. When I say wars, I'm talking about like that, um, the Hatfields and McCoys. Those kinds of wars have started over that rivalry. So it's a big deal uh, here in, in, in South Carolina. It's up there with Ohio State, Michigan. Right. Exactly. Definitely exactly. So it's, it's really a, an incredible... Incredible rivalry. So your father held on to that information all the way until you yeah. graduated from college, man. That that that's amazing. What was his what was his role? What was his your your family's role in in nurturing um this passion for photography? I I think it was uh uh they never said I couldn't do mm -hmm. something. Um they knew, <clears throat> I guess they called it, <clears throat> sorry. It's okay. I guess they called it talent. Um, I, I just, I just like to draw. <laughs> I just right. like to, to create. I, I didn't think of it as a career until I got to college and I was like, well, what do you want to study? And I'm like, I'm pretty good at art. Why don't I learn art? And if you're going to school for art, uh, probably pick a different major. <laughs> Why would you say that? Wait, Einstein. wait, wait. Why would you Einstein say that? It's 2020. <laughs> Why would you say um, that? Like, like I said earlier, um, nobody teaches you how to do something. Uh, they can tell you techniques, they, but you still have to do the work. Um, might want to go to business school uh, instead of art school. Because well, you can learn how to draw, you can learn how to paint, but how are you going to sell it? So, um, well, to be honest with you, maybe it, I should have gone into business. <laughs> no, honestly, if, if from 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 that perspective, someone who is an entrepreneur, and you are an entrepreneur too, so you know this as well, yeah. you, you you might want to rethink that advice as well, you know. But I will <laughs> yeah. tell you this. But I will tell you this. What, what what's interesting to me, and this is a theme that I hear, um, that keeps coming back up with you. It is about belief. It's about belief and the willingness to put to put work behind whatever you do, whatever you're passionate about, whatever the the the, the whatever the thing is, the willingness to, to 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 spend time honing that, but also the confidence to know that you can accomplish it. Because here's the thing that I recognize. 
on the one hand, they said you had ADD. And you say, yeah, I don't believe that. All right? So that's one. You, you knock that belief out of your head, even though you actually had formal supports in place because of that diagnosis, right? But you still said, yeah. I don't believe that. So you didn't behave as if you did. Then the second thing, and, and, and when I say you didn't behave as if you did, you didn't behave the way that society would have, have expected you to behave as a person with that diagnosis. And believe me, I know that because I also have that diagnosis. All right? And so the second thing was you had an assistant principal who said you'd be lucky if you were flipping burgers. But here's the thing. Even though that was put out into the atmosphere, your father kept it away from you until you graduated from college. So what that tells me, again, didn't believe that. Didn't even hear that criticism. You've heard about it afterwards, but you carried on as if that was not a burden for you to bear because you didn't even know anything about it. And so, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, so that that's a powerful, that's a powerful statement regarding what you believe about yourself, regarding regarding how how the thoughts that you have about who you are. You fell in love with art is what it was. Mm -hmm. You fell in love with art and you realized that this is something that I can do. This is something that brings me joy. And let me say this to you. It is a talent, my friend. But talent does not mean you don't work. Talent does not mean that you don't put the effort behind it. Because here's the thing. There's some things that you could be naturally gifted at. But you need to work to bring out its full potential. Like, for example, not a lot of people had the speed of a Deion Sanders, naturally. Not a lot of people had that speed. Not a lot of people had that agility. Well, he was born with a lot of that. But he also had to work to further develop it and move it forward. So, you know, the, 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 the skill thing, yes. I know people who are excellent musicians, but they were not naturally talented in that arena. But they worked. They studied. They did all the things that they were supposed to do to bring up their proficiency to a point to where now they're professional musicians. But then there were also people who did not have that training, but they quickly got up to the level that they are now. So I do believe that there is some... Uh, there is relevance yeah, there, and credence to that. There is uh, inherent gifts that we are blessed with, but like, like, like I was saying, that you you still have to work for it. Like you're absolutely saying, like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> so if you had to think of, if you had to think of, like the things that were instrumental and important in terms of your development. What would be the things that you would tell people to look at? Let's say there is a, a young person who's looking at uh, making photography a career or, or or what have you. What would be what would be the um, what would be some advice that you would give them in terms of the things you need to focus on immediately? Um, in terms of just developing of skills, images and do you want to create? Uh, well. Art is, by and large, self-expression nowadays. Uh, yeah, you still have to find clients that want to work with you, and you have to meet their expectations, but most of the time, people are purchasing you. They're mm -hmm. purchasing your style. They're purchasing uh, what you bring to the table. So, so working on yourself is what i would suggest you do uh work on having a style work on having a belief in yourself uh your art how you create it why you're creating it why you choose to use the colors you do uh paint with the brush that you br uh, brush with uh, the camera that you use um i personally use nikons but like it's a tool like I, I could use a Kodak. I could use anything. I I personally feel like the Nikon feels better in my hand than any of the others. But like, is that because I pick it up the most? Probably. Right. Um, so, so like 
I don't know why I got into gear. Gear has nothing to do with it. Uh, <laughs> I get it. You, though. Uh, I, I fully get that though, because yeah. the whole time you're saying that, I'm sitting here thinking, paint with your brush. You know, the yeah. gear that you choose is the gear that you choose. It's a tool, but make certain that it's yours because you're confident in that. You you it, yeah. it fit right in your hand. You know, those kinds Become of things are proficient important. with it. That's that's where I was going with it. Like if you buy an icon, learn the camera. Learn learn what it can do, what it can't do. Uh, every camera has its quirks, its ups and downs. Uh uh some people say that this camera right here can't focus as good as say a Sony. Like I, it doesn't bother me. Like <laughs> I I work for one of the largest papers in the state, if not the largest paper in the state. That's what I'm using to create my images right there. So, right, uh, right. I don't, I don't pay attention to uh, the doubters of uh, the gear. Or if you don't have a $500 sable brush, it doesn't mean you can't paint on that canvas. Like, gotcha. But find the brush that works and. Uh, make it uh do what you want it to do you tell it what to do not yeah now that's that's actually really powerful find the brush that works for you so let's talk a little bit about your work man so you just mentioned that you work for the largest if if, if not one of the largest the largest papers in the state of south carolina what are you doing you're a photojournalist uh tell it tell us about your experience with that man i mean i've photographed uh three presidents now a couple of vice presidents like it i pretty much photograph every candidate that comes through uh <laughs> being the first in the south primary uh right so, sometimes it's for uh pay sometimes it's just because i want to be there writing the first draft of history um right th this is my passion this is what i like to do i i like telling stories with my camera and it's not just about a paycheck it's it's something i feel passionate about it's it's why i get up in the morning i, I mean i don't always take photos every single day but it's it's why i'm it, it, it's what i want to do Right. <laughs> i'd it's love to be able to take photos every day uh, to tell my editors to start calling me more um <laughs> <laughs> like, no but here's the thing not, not only is it not only do you not, not only do you provide the images uh for the paper but you also have your your own studio is jack2.com right yeah jack2photo.com jack2 photo jac leave out that k um yeah um that's mostly for uh if people want to hire me for uh portraits and uh weddings i don't do a lot of weddings wouldn't want to do a lot of weddings either <laughs> but um uh, if you want me to do your wedding i'll do your wedding but right i'm not gonna advertise for it um but i do a lot of uh non-profits too i, I got um a concert this week coming up for the uh jazz masterworks ensemble for the south carolina um okay i think it's south carolina jazz masterworks um i think that's their facebook uh okay thing. um they're a really talented bunch of uh musicians uh, it's a bunch of professors and uh, uh they're just like it's the best of the best uh right from the collegiate level they're all uh teachers and uh they, they put on one hell of a show uh, i love those guys so much uh, <laughs> yeah um uh, yeah you also you you also do you know as we were talking about photography and what led you into it you talked about telling the story on your website you you you've got like blogs that 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 are that are dedicated like uh, i think there was one that happened during COVID, right yeah um dur during COVID, um uh, that that's pretty much all the assignments that were coming in um not complaining about that uh, that that story needed to be told too um 
Would I have rather been photographing a football game? Probably. <laughs> but, uh, I love covering sports, but uh, I also like the hard-hitting news. Uh, in, in, in a lot of ways, I prefer it, but um, mm-hmm. I, usually, I usually get hired for sports nowadays for some reason. Um, it's probably because I'm not staff. Uh, staff wow, tends okay. to get the hey, go here and cover this. Um, right. But in Colombia, I'm, I'm that guy. Um, if the uh, post and career really needs a hard-hitting uh, photojournalist to go out and get a photo, I just took a picture of a, uh, a memorial uh, in Sumter for a kid that uh, got killed by her parent. It was a family annihilator story that's Mm. let's not get into that but um yeah so so i had to go out there and cover the press conference and it's a a hard story to cover uh you don't want to show too much but you got to show something Um, right every every story needs art to go with it um to help tell the story better right Um, to help people really understand what, what what was going on i'll tell you what's interesting about about what you do when 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 we were talking before um about this one of the things you said you love to do the journalistic photography because it is something different every day every day it's a new scenario it's a new way to oh, capture yeah. it it's a new angle and you really brought that out and i think that that is that is a part of of the artist um in you that you look for the angles you look for a way to present that out. And it's beautiful because I've seen some of the portrait photos that you've taken just going through going through your website. And you capture essence. You 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 capture there's something soulful about your photography. There's something that that especially when you're taking pictures of people, there is a soul that you capture, um, or a glimpse of of the humanity that's in them. And it's it's really beautiful, man, and 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 honestly, that's one of the reasons that I wanted to talk to you because after looking at your photographs, it was like there is something deep here, there is something extra here that now it's you know you could look at oh it's just a photograph, but when a photograph causes you to see the humanity of someone, my brother, that's a gift. That that is a gift, man. I honestly. Um... I, I take a very hands-off approach when I uh, do portraits. I, I don't like to pose. Uh, I, I mean, I will if the, the client needs it. But um, when I came out to photograph you, for instance, I didn't tell you how to look. I didn't tell you where to look. Um, I wanted you to be in your environment. And uh, those environmental portraits is what I like to do. I, I don't necessarily want people looking at the camera i i, I titled yours a portrait in my uh, personal gallery um because because it was a portrait it, it it wasn't you looking at the camera but it was looking into you it was looking mm-hmm. into what you do what wh- where where you are and your environment's just as important as you um right. what what you do is just important so, like, if I'm photographing a uh, artist, I, I I want their studio around them. I want I want uh, the paintbrushes. I want you know I, just, I I want warts and all. I I I don't really want you to change who you are. Like, I I don't want makeup and st- I'm, I'm if you have wrinkles, let ooh, have wrinkles. Don't you know don't don't shy away from your wrinkles like right that that's you that's what makes you like if i didn't have a beard on today people would be like who's that like right i have a beard like i've always had a beard since uh i met my wife she she don't want me to shave you know right uh, i like the beard (laughs) but um she's like you look much better with the beard just keep the beard (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um no uh I, i'm glad you said that uh i just i don't know how i do it i just do it um right yeah it's it's 
it's observing, it's uh, finding the base elements. Like I said, it's just <clears throat> let's see. You have and, to watch and, your subject. You look at your subject. And see, that's the kind of stuff that I don't think can be taught. I think that that is that is the kind of thing that you develop over time, and it may be that that is the gift, that is the talent, that is the the eye to allow things to exist exactly as they are and to be able to capture that in a pure state um, and, and it convey, and, but it still lines up with the things that are considered uh, good and excellent in terms of the actual profession itself. So you, you do amazing, an amazing job with that. Tell me this, man, if in terms of the lessons that photography has taught you, and I mean life lessons, what were what are the two most important life lessons that photography or your passion or your skill has taught you? To um if you if you take a um <laughs> I have a saying up up above here that says uh life is like a camera. Uh focus on what's important capture the good times, develop from the negatives. And if uh, things don't work out, take another shot. Hmm. So, I mean, <laughs> it's cheesy, but like, uh, I, I love that. I think my sister got me that. I, I love that sentiment. And like, in photography, it, uh, a lot of times you do get to uh, take another shot. Um, now <laughs> working for the paper, there's times when if you miss, you miss, like there is no second shot. If, if, if you miss out a wedding, you don't get that moment back. Uh, so that, that, that's where the pressure comes in. Um, it's relaxing. It's, you, you gotta be, it, it, it takes a special person to, 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 be able to tune out those nerves. Uh, I guess it's second nature now, but uh, I mean, I still get nervous every now and then. Um, <laughs> but I also like the nerves. So, like, maybe that's why I get nervous because I like the nerves. Right. Um, I love um, that statement. I really do love yeah. that statement. Give me another life lesson that I just taught you. It has taught me to uh, it has taught me to just not oh, I mean it, it's you just don't worry like you you go on you you do uh, your job and even in the uh bad stories like you still have a job to do you still have to tell the story uh you can't let your emotions uh get the better of you you can't you'll have time to reflect later on right. um it, it, in the moment you you just have to worry about getting that story you have to worry about getting that telling that story um the best way possible without being affected um and you don't want to affect the scene anyhow you you don't want to be affected and you don't want to affect the scene you want it to capture it how it is so it's a life philosophy i guess would be uh worry about what you can worry about hmm. worry about what focus you can on what you about. can focus on and do your job focus on what you can focus on um, and that that's where the angles come in that's where i'm looking at the scene i'm not looking at what's happening i'm looking well i'm looking at what's happening but um i'm looking at how the light's hitting the face how i'm i'm seeing shapes and colors i'm seeing the scene i'm not seeing not, I mean, I'm seeing everything because I'm a journalist, but right, like, like 
because I have to pay attention to the story, but like it's not affecting me in real time what's right. happening. Like right. uh, during uh, the George Floyd protests, like we had people throwing rocks and things. Like like I have to capture the person throwing the rock. Right. Photographing the people burning cars. I'm, I'm, it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was surreal. I, I I see this and I can't believe it through my own viewfinder, but like, and you have to capture, capture it. it. I, you I, have to capture I, it. I got, yeah. You know what, man? I'm gonna tell yeah. you, you um, you you you, I don't think you realize it, but there are so many there are so many nuggets, uh, in that John. There are so many things that that you just said that uh, that really speaks volumes. You know, um. The whole thing about life being like a camera, you know, um, and and stay focused and taking the shot, and and then the whole thing about focus on what you can focus on, and just keep moving forward, you know that th- th- those are those are those are lessons that really that really apply to so many different aspects of life, and and, and I will tell you, just being a person that met you just a few months ago, looking at your work and realizing your dedication and your passion and the confidence that you shoot subjects with, it really is amazing. You made that whole thing, which I'm not really used to, you made that so pleasant and so easy. And it was so matter-of-factly, it was easy for me to allow you to be in my life because I felt like you already belonged there uh, in some way, shape, or form. So the guards were down. Um, and, and I, I do believe that that is a gift. I believe that that is a gift and it's backed up by the education and the hard work that you put into it to hone those, those skills. And honestly, even the, the, the encouragement that you just left, the advice that you just left to other people who are maybe looking to pursue photography, but whatever else it is in life that they're looking at, you just gave them some real jewels in order to accomplish that man. And, and I want to thank you. I want to thank you for 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 taking the time to hang out with me uh, on my podcast. You know, we're I'll we're a new we, we man. We're a new <laughs> podcast, and and it's stories like yours that we want uh, to share, man. So thank you very much, man. How can people get in contact with you, man? Uh, they can go to my website. Uh, I have uh, all my links there. I have my email. <laughs> Hell, my phone number's there. <laughs> uh, you send up a smoke signal, and you if you, if you have barbecue, I, I'll probably be there. <laughs> okay, okay. So it's the barbecue thing for you. I, I got barbecue. you, man. I got you. I got uh, you. I miss Kevin Gray, man. I miss him. I do, too. I do, too. Railroad barbecue, man. Yeah. Great guy, mutual friend, mutual friend who I recently transitioned um, over to the other side, but but really guy, a really good guy, music lover, and an all around great guy. So, yeah, man. Listen, John, thank you so much, man, and uh, I appreciate you, my brother. I appreciate you, my brother. You sit tight. We're about to appreciate go into you. this next segment uh, of the show, and it is called Growth Hacks. Growth Hacks is when we actually. Growth has exactly is when we actually um we actually give a, a topic we discuss a specific topic or a specific theme and the idea behind it is really to give people something positive to think about to focus on sometimes there'll be tips sometimes there'll be strategies in it uh, but nonetheless the design of it is to help people on their path so let's get ready for this episode's growth hack. The growth hack for today is about unleashing your purpose. It's time to stop waiting. It's time to stop waiting, my friend. It's time is taking and life is moving forward with or without you. You don't need someone to give you permission to be yourself, to fulfill your purpose, to live the life you were meant to live. It's on you. It's time to take charge to make a change, to start living the life you were destined for. Think about it this way. What would happen 
if you just let go of all the fears and doubts that are holding you back? What if you were to embrace your individuality, your unique talents, and your passions with full force? Imagine the possibilities, the opportunities, the impact you could make. But the truth is, you won't discover your purpose by just waiting. You won't fulfill your potential by just sitting on the sidelines. You won't live the life you were meant to live by just watching it pass you by. No, it's time to get to work, to take action, to make a difference. The time is right now. You have the power to unleash your purpose, to live the life you were meant to live, and to make a positive impact on the world. Don't let it slip away. Don't let fear hold you back. Embrace your purpose. And let's get to work. Let's get to work. So that is today's growth hack. And we certainly do appreciate John for the incredible insights that he gave on today. And I want to thank you for joining me today. I want to thank you for just this time that we spent together. And I want you to know, I want to hear back from you. So contact me. Go to my website, mybigfullauthenticlife.com, and hit me up. Let me know something, okay? And I'll tell you what, I've got some new features in store for you uh, in, in upcoming episodes. So I really want to create a community here. So I thank you for entrusting me with your time today, whenever you're listening to this. And if you like this, consider subscribing to the channel or wherever you get your podcast. Leave a comment, write a review, let me know what's up, whether it's good or bad. I want to hear from you because that's how we move forward. That's how we get better by communicating, by having that dialogue. So thank you again. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. So as always, the thing that I always like to say, listen, if you're living, you might as well live on purpose. And while you're at it, you might as well live big, live full and live authentic. I am Lamondre Pugh, and I want to thank you again. God bless you. We'll see you next time.